Hello, my name is Naranjan, the host of Master of Your Crafts podcast. Learning from leaders who are continuously inspired, passionate, and driven to align with their soul purpose, sharing their gifts to bring healing to others. The music is composed by Rebecca Everett. Today is episode number 32, and I'll be talking to Matt Gow Parrish, who graduated from New Mexico State University in journalism with an emphasis in secondary education. He then went on to work for the city of Los Angeles for 20 years. Madga is ready to transition towards a journey to discover the deeper meaning of life and how to engage and enhance ordinary everyday experiences as a gift from God. So hello and welcome to Medgar. How are you today? I am excellent. I'm great. How are you? I'm doing really well. I am excited for our call to know a little bit more about you because I met you on Clubhouse and we'd had some pretty interesting conversations in that room and it intrigued me to learn more about you. So I would like for you to share what is it do you believe about yourself? And do you feel it defines who you are? You know, I believe I am an evolving energy or spirit. I feel that my life has been always changing. And when you heard me speak, you know, I was in the midst of kind of defining that change amongst uh, people I had never met before. And... Mm -hmm. Even the uh, Clubhouse platform is new to me. And I, I believe that it's a new opportunity to uh, learn from new people that I've, that I've met, just like I'm meeting you, you know. That's right. It is. It's such a great platform. Becoming quite uh, an advocate for it. I think it's a great opportunity to meet lots of different people around the world in different places and spaces. Oh my God, yes. Things that are often very easily overlooked because I'm sure there's some equation out there of the percentage of information that we take in with the eyes versus through the ears when we can see. But whereas when you emit one of them, the other one, the other senses get heightened. And even just through that process, it's a big indicator of how much more and how acutely we listen to when we don't have the visual appeal as we do in most places and most aspects. Exactly, exactly. And one of the things that I have learned, you know, I, I began this down this rabbit hole of, of searching uh, religious concepts uh, that I have been brought up to learn through Christianity and Given the internet, you know, tend to go from one thing to another, just leads you into these uh, videos that take you deeper into this rabbit hole. And, and I found myself uh, watching um, uh, videos on quantum mechanics and physics and stuff like that and 
given that I had an experience with Christianity, I basically connected the dots of, uh, I said, hey, this guy, uh, Jesus is a physicist. You know, when he's talking about, I am the light of the world. And I started, you know, learning about the double slit experiment and, you know, how light works and how it's zero mass and how humble uh, Jesus was. And I was like, he's like this light that has zero mass, but illuminates everything. And so just lets you know that it's important to, to when you look at the word matter, uh, what really matters is not necessarily that your voice is prominent, but your ears and that you, you're gifted with two ears and one mouth. And so I have to b make sure I'm quick to uh, listen versus speak what I think, you know, I know. And so a lot of times if you hear me speaking in the rooms, I'm kind of listening and, you know, giving a different perspective of what I've learned and, and you know, just sharing. And hopefully we all can uh, build on this conversation uh, wherever it may go. Absolutely. But isn't that truly the magic of, I guess, really, to a certain degree, the internet? that's given us this opportunity to connect with people on different topics. And like you said, to delve into an area that has been installed in us from childhood or even before that, oh that sh shows us up time and time again and learn different perspectives and objectives and I want to say opinions of others too, because they're all pretty much opinions, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, we are unlearning our biases through communication. You know, the more we meet one another, the more we realize we're the same and we go through the same problems and the same, you know, we have the same families and, and the same yeah. issues. And I think, you know, it's, it's that division that has been installed in this matrix that we live where that's being broken down and as people can come together and speak and, and see visually and, and through our, our, our senses and realize, well, wait a minute, you know, mm -hmm. I have an uncle like that or, and that's how I, I equate it to the religious concept, it's like giving a testimony. When you hear others' testimony and when you're listening to what others have to say, then mm -hmm. you can say, hey, you know, wow, I have a similar experience and yeah. that's healing. And, you know, a lot of times we have to go through some type of adversity to hit that low that humbles you. Yeah. It's kind of like as a child, when you mentioned as a, you know, from our parents. Mm -hmm. It's like listening to a song as a child, a love song as a child. And you may have listened to this particular song hundreds of times, but then it's not until you have a broken heart that that song has meaning. Mm -hmm. And you can take that in parallel with, and I always use uh, Christianity, not that Christianity is the end all or be all, but mm -hmm. It's 
what I was brought up and exposed to. And, but if you understand the story where in order for Christ to show his love, he had to die this, you know, mm-hmm. death. And in that crucifixion of him dying in the, in the name of love, yeah. you know, it's kind of like what we deal with using the analogy of the, the music, you know, it's like you hear the love song and it's words don't mean a thing until you've gone through it. That's right. That's right. Then it just becomes word. It's word. Yes, it's matter, but it doesn't matter to you until you can actually embody the emotion of it. Exactly. And that emotion that I, 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 I feel is, is connected to that energy source yeah. that's in us. So when we look at from a scientific standpoint that, you know, I, I use the periodic table. Mm-hmm. So we know we've all, you know, saw that little chart that was in our classrooms when we were in elementary school and we had mm-hmm. to learn the, the, the elements mm-hmm. of the periodic table. And, and, you know, there's one thing that's not on the periodic table that I've mm-hmm. discovered over the past, you know, 10 years in, in delving, you know, deep, digging deep into this, this rabbit hole is that photons of light are not mm-hmm. identified on the periodic table. And therefore, nothing on the periodic table comes into being or matters. Nothing on the periodic table literally matters without light illuminating it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it goes back to from the beginning, you know, all these elements came into play working together to create the earth, the trees, you know, and we've taken the trees and created lumber and built houses and and built cars out of everything that's identifiable on the periodic table mm-hmm. and so uh and then we've in the from an what we feel is an advanced mode of communication we've created languages mm-hmm. and so it's this vibration or when you realize that all energy in its purest form comes from the sun and in that, I equate with um, Christianity again, where Jesus never referred to himself as the son of God, mm-hmm. the son of man. So I, mm-hmm. I kind of make this leap like son, S-O-N or S-U-N. Yes. And, and then having studied uh, some Egyptian uh, text where... The sun god, Amun, you know, we mm-hmm. say in our prayer, we say amen, but mm-hmm. we're paying homage to the sun god, Amun, Amun-Ra, right. Amun-Re. And, and, and so all energy and all vibrations come from the sun. Yeah. And, and then you think about the story of the tree of life, and I look at the spiritual battle, I call it where mm-hmm. the sun gives life to the trees and the trees give life to us. And through photosynthesis, you know, when we're sleeping, it's like our energy, when we wake up, we're connected to the sun. And when the sun goes down, we lose that energy, that mm-hmm. connection. 
and we go to sleep. Right. And then when the sun is resurrected in the morning, yeah. we rise. And that connection is, is reestablished. And we're energetic, you know. So when you think of uh, the son of God, or, or there's a scripture that says boxes have holes and, you know, birds have trees or whatever, but the son of man have, has no place to lay his head. So the sun is always providing daytime somewhere and light mm -hmm. everywhere. Mm -hmm. And that energy I equate to, at its core, even the voice or the vibrations coming from my mouth. Mm -hmm. So in the text, in the scripture, it says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Yeah. And so we must uh, seek knowledge and increase our vocabulary that's one thing and it's kind of like i say we're all books mm -hmm. and some of us are comic books and mm -hmm. some of us are legal dictionaries and some of us haven't begun writing our books and we're incomplete and you know when we interact with one another we must figure out okay Here's my book. And, you know, it's when we come across each other and one of us is a comic book and the other is a, a Black's Law Dictionary that we, our words mean different things. And yeah. so. Yeah. But it all comes down to another element of language, which is the language of the emotions and the physical body, because I truly feel that when we tap into a space of the heart and when we feel something vibrate in our body, feel the sensations, feel on a cellular level, something else is happening. And when we feel it, there's no denying it. But yet when it comes to the mind, there is an element where we can disagree or dismiss it or think it through a different perspective or think out of that perspective but the physical body you can't deny that emotion right right exactly and, and that's that's the power of love you know that's the power of love it's it's uh, i used to hear my grandmother um as a child uh speak to my uncles and aunts you know she would say, love is what love does. Mm -hmm. It's that element of, you know, performing. And once you see what an individual is doing, that emotional uh, connection and realization that what is true is true through the interaction, the physical in interaction that's divine by the light within us that's enabled us in demonstrated the commitment that we have yeah absolutely and it's still a frequency because as we've talked about earlier everything is matter it's still an element of a frequency that you can feel within your own body but others can feel which is what i'm also gathering from your conversation with your grandmother that they can feel that matter of love you can sense it outside of your own beingness on a whole yes. different level. 
Yes. I mean, you know, my mother passed away uh, back in 2014. And one of the strangest emotions I've ever felt or encountered, because I know how much my, my mother uh, loved me. And, and then I can feel how much she still loves me. So whatever this energy is that I've never exposed, it's like I hear this communication, you know? And I don't know if it's through clarity from words she's stilled in me or mm -hmm. if she's like guiding me through some mysterious way, right? And so I recall the evening my mother passed away, I was so distraught and I remember driving home and I sat in the car and I, I opened the door and, and I was just sitting there with my leg out the door and uh, I just felt something and I looked up and there was like a full moon, mm. just this full white moon. And it was, I, I kind of felt like that was like a sign from her for some reason. And mm -hmm. now ever since then, it's like, as I've kind of had issues here or there, I look up and there's like a moon <laughs> and, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm going crazy. Right. So, <laughs> so for me, it's like, uh, I have these moments of miracles, whether it be a, a check show up in the mail or Mm -hmm. uh, uh, just like a thought that's just some, you know, thought that comes to me and yeah. realization. And I'm like, okay, where is that coming from? You know, powerful. Yes. powerful. It comes from someplace that I truly believe that we can fathom with this conscious mind that we have, which is why I think the power of emotions is so powerful and so overlooked sometimes too, but I think there are more nuggets of wisdom that we can gain through the emotional body. I agree, I agree. I've worked for the city of Los Angeles for 20 years. Mm. Just the power of thought, you know, there was a time I, I, you know, I started off as a traffic officer back in 2000. So all of a sudden I was a videographer and office and the whole bit. And I worked in this capacity, you know, for like, you know, years, like eight or almost 10 years, really. And, and during this time, you know, I, I've gone through a divorce, just, you know, a lot of traumatic, emotional, millions of dollars of property. And then I was brought to the still place of, not having a job, like kind of pulled out of that matrix of going to work every day. Mm -hmm. And now I wake up and I just wonder what day of the week it is. And uh, I say, God created Clubhouse for me to have people to speak with. He right. created this pandemic to slow the world down and stop everything. And uh, now I'm meeting incredible, beautiful people like yourself. And I, here I am talking, we've never met, you know, and I'm on Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And God says, this, the only thing I need to do is focus on me and him, but focusing on God, I discovered that 
God is me or God is everything. You know, I, I read this, there's a scripture in uh, the Bible uh, in Exodus, Exodus chapter three, verses uh, 13 and 14. And in this scripture, I'm paraphrasing, but you know, Moses has freed the Israelites from the Pharaoh's rule and Mm-hmm. He's got the Ten Commandments from God, and, yeah. and he turns back to God, and he says, well, who shall I say you are? Mm-hmm. And God says, I am who I am. Yeah. This is what you say to the Israelites. I am has sent you. And that last sentence threw me, right? I was like, I am has sent unto you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so God referred to himself as I am. But then I, it hit me that reason why God said he is I am because the most powerful force in my life is God. And God says, I am. So when you ask someone who's the most powerful force in your life, you should say, I am. Mm-hmm. And because we are apart and connected to this energy and to know it is to be at peace with one. And so here I am today without the worries of getting up, going to work, you know, basically just going for walks and trying to drink enough water every day and uh, eat healthy mm-hmm. and, um, and share knowledge, words. And I think that's what uh, we're all called to do is to teach one another, like what you're doing. You are, you are providing a platform that's quadrupling, just enhancing your knowledge because you, some, for some reason, heard my words and decided to ask me. Mm-hmm. That's how you are using your platform to share just the energy from you know, you're going to be sharing energy from people that you haven't even met yet. And I think that's what we in, in ultimately are called to do. And that's going to break down the negativity in the world and uh, the ignorance in the world. Because once people become enlightened, I think we'll be all right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to come back to that piece in a minute. But I want to ask you, what do you feel with this whole search and quest that you've been on of your own life, going through life, as I call it, the ups and the downs and everything that it shows us in between that we're here to learn and experience? Out of all of that, what do you feel is your calling? My calling now is to share what I've been through, provide a testimony that may be equal to others that uh, can bring them through whatever it is they're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, Specifically, I've spent most of my life as an athlete, as a football player. And so I relate very well to young men who have this fantasy of becoming a pro football player and something that is a small portion of life, even if you make it to the pros. You know, the average pro lifespan 
a pro player is in the league for three to four years. That's like a blink of an eye when you think about our lives. Absolutely, yeah. And so specifically, I tend to speak to uh, athletes and young men who have these, what I would define as goals that are fixated in the this matrix. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's just for me specifically uh, dealing with young people that um, people that have been associated with athletics, you know, that's something I've experienced very well. And uh, there's a lot of people on social media who are my friends or classmates who Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember at one time in high school, I was voted uh, most athletic. So I was like this. Mm-hmm. I was a guy that was dressing up in shorts and always had a football in his hand, you know. Right, so. right, right. So with that element of calling of who it is you want to support and guide through this journey, what do you feel are some of the attributes that you have garnered and cultivated to match and marry that? purpose, if you will, of the gifts that you have? I would say perseverance. Um, perseverance. Some of the obstacles in my life that I've had to, had to overcome, I've been fortunate enough to seek psychiatric treatment through this workers' comp case and okay. where they had me sit in front of these therapists. Okay. And they asked a similar question, right? And when I was able to uh, speak to them about my spiritual foundation and how I understand how light works and, and how light never slows down for mm-hmm. anything. It always stays at the speed of light. So in speaking in terms of, of help that one gets during psychiatric treatment, and I was able to show the similarities or the parallels to the laws of nature mm-hmm. and being aligned with nature, almost to the point where they wanted to hear me talk more, right? <laughs> and so there's this thing I learned about called gauge symmetry, and mm-hmm. it's some study in science or what have you, but it's like this, you know, we know everything is energy or there's this symmetry of nature. And I think what we have to do is we have to align our energy and our words parallel or, or congruent to nature. So an example would be, uh, we, as humans, we change vibrations or our words to mean whatever they want. Mm-hmm. So specifically, if for, you know, as we do, if, if for some reason we decided to say up was down and we redefine down as up, yeah. well, nature doesn't care, right? And you can say nature is God, right? So mm-hmm. let's say nature doesn't care what you identify because if you reclassify up as down and down as up, and you go to the 10th floor of a building and jump up, 
just because you call it up, the results when you hit the ground will be the same. So nature is going to be what it's going to be. So we as humans, as individuals, have to be certain that our vibrations and our words and our knowledge parallels and doesn't deviate from what nature calls us to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, how I try to assess things and try to think and, and, and keep a moral uh, standard. And where you stay in your lane is to, I try to make sure I'm listening yeah. first and try to find and identify the rules at play at any specific time and make sure those rules align with my moral compass. Right. It's quite a game, isn't it? Oh, very complex, very complex. When you think about, especially for me, it's, it's, it's easy because it's just me, you know, but when you have children and a significant other and you're trying to, you know, it's like you're, you have the plates and you're trying to keep everything right. going. Uh, you know, when you look at Clubhouse, you look at all these relationship rooms yeah. Yeah. and they're just going around in circles because everyone's speaking words that mean different things to each other. To, to them, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Which brings me to the thought of, I think it's been a consistent pattern through this conversation is the translations of words that we use are limited to our own mind. So the perspective that we have, that I have about nature is limiting versus based on my perception, based on my knowledge and wisdom. Whereas for you, it's gonna be a very different interpretation. Which brings me to the point of, you mentioned earlier of a word of enlightenment, of how people are going through life to get to that space. Knowledge is a representation of enlightenment. Recognizing the difference between religion and spirituality and how maybe the world of energy has really ramped up in the last couple of years. Do you feel or do you think the resonance to the word enlightenment still has its, I want to say, mystery or it has its magic? Is it still there or has it been lost because of overuse or is it relevant to people? that they can use that word? Is it a scary word for some people? It is, it is. And to be enlightened, it's like wisdom. Mm -hmm. Um, As we think we know, wisdom is knowing that we know nothing. (laughs) And so to be enlightened is moving to a place where something was revealed to you new. And that in itself 
is understanding that we 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 don't know anything. That scares people, right? And and you know, especially someone people that think they know everything. Yeah. Right. So the person that thinks they know everything, the the person that knows they know nothing can identify a fool. Yeah. And when you see people who think they know everything operating at the highest levels of, of government or that may even be supervising you. And mm-hmm. in my situation, I think about all the late nights in college that I had to endure studying when I was just, oh my God, how am I going to get through this? Mm-hmm. And all the the, the workload, the, 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 the assignments, the papers I had to write. And I mean, for me, going through college was this most intense thing, especially playing football, right? So we would be flying to games and I'd still have the same homework as everyone else. And then I come to a point in my life where I've endured all of this. And then I have a supervisor who doesn't even, has never gone to college and they're making twice as much money. So that enlightenment is like, wow, you know? And that's when you have to humble yourself. And and that's where uh, things that we are revealed to us, uh, we have to realize we know nothing and we can't hold you know we can't react to certain things in the world that operate in an opposite thought pattern and and there's a saying in that jesus said is like i think the disciples asked him how do we enter the kingdom of heaven jesus pulled a child over and says unless you become like a child you will never enter the kingdom of heaven and when i think about a child Mm-hmm. They're always asking why, yep. but why you, you tell them because of, <laughs> but why right? Yes. And we have to be humble like a child, and just because because a little child when they can't get what they want, they but why right? Mm-hmm. So when I was looking at this, you know, supervisor vacant, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. but why? But then I, I have to learn and realize that one thing is not about money you know i mean i've i've lived in my dream house i've lived i've purchased my dream car i've done all i was blessed to have experienced those things mm-hmm. and yet here i am in my little apartment with my red wall mm-hmm. without the worries of a job and i haven't missed a meal and so I sit here and I can talk to wonderful people and celebrate the day. It's beautiful. And you're right in terms of the intentions, the perspectives that we all live by is through our own experiences. Yeah, those are unique experiences with our family, our friends. I mean, I... I'm of the age where I remember when there was just a television at home and you couldn't, you know, once you left outside the door, 
you were disconnected from everybody except for your immediate surroundings. And, you know, you had everybody's phone number memorized in your head. And now, today, if you leave out the house without your cell phone, you feel like you're naked, you know? And so we've evolved and I can't even imagine I wish I could see what 50 years, 100 years is going to look like. Yeah. And But then again, first or second law of thermodynamics says that energy never dies. It just changes form. So we may just be, or I may be in this different form that's even better than I can even think of. That's right. So. That's the power of energy. That's the power of thoughts and feelings Mm. and also action, right? So if we don't put all these amazing ideas and desires or goals that we want to achieve into action, we, we can't embody them, which then takes us to that place that you talked about of the expansion of knowledge, the expansion of energy and vibrational frequency. So yes, we fast forwarded by coming to the age of technology and having internet connected into our back pocket every second of the moment. But we've also come to the age where the vibrational frequency of what we are as mattered beings, vessels in this physical suit of body but also vibrating. So our frequency and our own antennas, if you will, are vibrating perhaps a, a higher speed and frequency than we can actually fathom with our conscious mind, mm. right? Wow, well said, yes. Yeah. That's, man, that's, that's it, that's it. So we- I'm excited for that moment to, for everybody to get on that train because that's truly the one that's going to bring us back to source and really embody that I am statement. Exactly. Because I am is the same as I am for you. Absolutely. And that's, that's what we have to get to that. We all are one. Yeah. We are one. Yeah. And we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Madhka, this has been such a pleasure. And such an honor to share this time and space with you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Naranjan, and you've been listening to Master of Your Crafts podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and join me next week for another episode. Thank you for listening.